Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the Forever Alone subreddit. But before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to any mental health subreddit or any subreddit that has anything to do with mental health and give some generalized advice. I was about to say generalized anxiety. I do not give out generalized anxiety. I swear. I try not to, at least. <laughs> so I give out some generalized advice and try and learn something new, but I am by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. So we did talk about social anxiety yesterday, and I don't want to say these are exact, uh, it's, not, it's not that they're the same. I, I think that they're intertwined to a certain degree. There is a certain amount of social anxiety that I find in Forever Alone. Not saying that everybody in here has social anxiety. I think if anything, a lot of it has to do with depression. But since depression and anxiety, they're, oh my God, I just heard this and I'm really mad that I can't remember it now. If I'm not mistaken, and, oh, you know, I feel like I am mistaken. Oh my God, why am I? <laughs> I couldn't. Oh my God. Hold on. Uh, I'll look this up in the background right now. Um, uh, but anyway, um, since we were talking about social anxiety yesterday, I, I felt like I would talk, I would go over to the Forever Alone subreddit just because I think that. Um, I, I think that it, it's so important to make sure that we don't get to this point. Because once you get to this point of self-loathing and to the point, and this is why I try and tell people, do not become a part of this community because it's it becomes this perpetual uh, pity party to a certain degree, right? And the problem with a victim a victim mindset is that you will. Um, I'm not saying that there aren't real victims out there. There are, of course, real victims out there of, of a lot of things, right? Um, but accepting the fact that you, uh, or sorry, accepting the victim mindset is not going to really help you in these situations, right? There is, there are going to be times where you are the victim and you, you do need time to recover. And I'm not saying that that's not true, but if you never recover, well, what will you do then, right? You'll continue to be the victim, right? And, um, you know, and you find this in, in, in a lot of people where everything is either society's fault every like they need some type of oppressor in order to for them to uh in order for them to find some meaning or for them to excuse the fact that maybe they didn't do something right maybe they they weren't uh maybe they didn't stick to their goals and maybe now they're not in a place where they want to be and so uh and this isn't me trying to to come after these people i'm just trying to say uh the reason why i tell people not to become a part of this subreddit is because uh, if you end up joining a community of people who, uh, and actually we talked about this a little bit before yesterday, right? Where you start to identify as your mental illness, like I am social anxiety. If you, you go, if you uh, hang around a bunch of people who identify themselves as being forever lonely, well, what's going to happen? You're going to want to, uh, identify as that too. You're going to want to stay in that identity. And if you get out of that, that identity, then you start to become, and the other, you start to become somebody that is different from you. You know, you start to be uh, sorry, different from uh, the people around you, and that is very dangerous if you uh, in the wild, at least. So, uh, yeah, you want to be careful about the communities that you join. Um, obviously, I only look at this this subreddit like once a week. Uh, watch you find I'm you find out I'm like the top comment, <laughs> the top poster. Hey, isn't that mental health casual on the forever loans? He's told us not to be a part of it. What's wrong with him? Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I'm not trying to to crap on these people. I, I'm sure that they all 
have had terrible, you know, maybe a terrible hand dealt to them or, you know, me some, some terrible misfortune, but I really do hope that they get out of this. And actually this is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read a little bit of this. It goes on for a while, so I don't want to completely go into this, but, uh, this is somebody outside of the forever alone, uh, subreddit. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, their, their name threw me off. Anyway. Um, this is what the post says. It says, words are very powerful things, and you should be careful of the words you use for yourself. I'm sorry to ruin the party, guys. I really am. I'm really, I've am i been browsing every sub similar to this for about six years now, which is huge. Ugly, short, virgin, forever alone, and even other... Oh, wow. Oh, I, are those are those actually subreddits? Oh, okay. And even other subs that aren't here anymore. One thing they have in common is that sometimes people tend to just outright disrespect themselves. And yes, I don't think this applies to anyone who's actually diagnosed as depressed. Interesting. I didn't realize it at the time, but this would be a huge mistake. The way you describe yourself actually tends to become reality. Sure, you can't become better looking or taller or richer by your language, but eventually the self-deprecation leaks over into all parts of your life and saps any positive thing you have going for you. In my case, I went from having friends and good grades to having no friends and outright fall, uh, failing most of my classes. When I had those things, I would think my life was a, was a living hell. Now it actually feels like a like a like a living hell. Uh, am I blaming my language? Yep, I would go on and on and on about how my life was meaningless. I had no purpose. I'm wasting oxygen, uh, etc. When I would hate on myself, I would I, I felt at peace because in my head, if I acknowledged my flaws, then I'm self-aware and smart. I found humor in it as well. I'd look at the mirror and tell myself, if I don't become a millionaire, I'm gonna die alone. Eventually, those thoughts went from a sort of joke to, to my real thoughts, and I just stopped caring about everything. I actually convinced myself that I was worthless. When you think you're worthless, you're, you'll cut, off, cut your friends off. When you think you're worthless, you don't see the point in going to class and studying and doesn't even make you think twice. You literally just don't care. Actually, no, this, is a, this isn't that long at all. It looks really long, but when I actually like read it out loud, you're like, oh, it's actually not that long. No matter how, uh, how messed up you think you might look or unlovable you are or whatever, one day you're going to realize that regardless of all that stuff, you're going to need a roof on your head and food on the table. You might think it's cool to say, forget that, why live to pay bills or whatever, but it's a sad truth. You're a human being and you have your needs that require you not to not give up on life. And yes, I did say this isn't for those diagnosed with depression. A lot of people aren't going to like this post because it doesn't align with their belief that they're the hopeless victim. And I really do apologize. Okay, I'll, I'll be real with you. Actually, let me re let me tell you afterwards. Uh, if I come off as rude or something because I I know the feeling oh, um feeling of oh so well of posting my vent and then someone telling me I don't want to hear and uh, things I don't want to hear and I think he just doesn't understand me. You might be right. Maybe I don't understand you, but the truth is, negative talking about yourself is going to mess you up worse than you already think you are. Um, yeah. So this is, uh, I, I swear, to, I swear, I actually didn't read this whole thing, right? I said it was pretty long. So I only read like the first paragraph and I didn't actually expect it to align with what I said in the beginning so much. Um, yeah, the words do matter. Uh, and uh, the reasons why they matter, right? If you, if you take words at face value, of course, they don't really matter. But if you think about how important words are, right, they communicate, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me, right? Uh, that is true to a certain extent. However, if you think about the the um, way words work, right? Words are 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 basically the main way that we communicate. It's it's the only it's well not the only way we communicate. Obviously, there's sign language and all that kind of stuff, but it's one of the main ways that we communicate with each other. And 
it, and I think to you know this is just a hypothesis of mine, but I think because we rely so much on words, we don't read as much into people's physical actions anymore. So we don't really see you know we tend not to notice certain things about people um and vice versa like if we're way too into people's like actions with like maybe their body language and stuff then maybe we're not as engaged in their words i don't know i at least i think think that's how it is for me maybe because i have trouble multitasking on things um and i've noticed this very recently when i listen to podcasts and i try and play video games like i'm not listening i'm not like doing anything with these podcasts like i don't remember any part of this unless it's like super funny i, I just listened to a great podcast with theo vaughn and uh and bryce mitchell who's the who's a um ufc fighter i just saw who's freaking awesome um but yeah i started to realize as i as i'm multitasking i don't really do anything really well when i'm multitasking but yeah this absolutely is true it, it kind of becomes that self-fulfilling prophecy and the problem is once you believe that something is true it can start manifesting itself. And it, in a way, you actually are the one that manifests it because you've almost hypnotized yourself into thinking that you're absolutely worthless. I actually had this happen to me the other day. And I was like, whoa, I have to catch this before it goes too hard. Because because uh, during December, I went through like really bad depression. And I don't know if it's like a seasonal thing or something like that, but it seems like, and I, I don't know if it's because, you know, I lost my father around that time. And maybe it's just the month leading up to it is just, bad i don't know what it is also my birthday happens to be that month i don't really know what it is but when we're talking about excuse me uh when we're talking about the um you know uh, the negative thoughts and stuff you really have to stop it before it goes too far i'm not saying that you have to uh you know you have to control your thinking right that's not really going to lead you anywhere but notice that you're going down that path okay notice once you notice it it becomes, uh, it, it almost, it, it's almost, it, it's almost like a, um, oh, what, what, what is it? Uh, so I don't know if you guys ever grew up with like, uh, with like possums and stuff. Uh, one of the things that I <laughs> you'd do is I, I would go out and, you know, make sure, cause my, I had a big German shepherd and stuff, but you know, he, it wasn't, it wouldn't be great if he got, you know, attacked by a possum or something like that. So sometimes I'd go out there and you'd hear rustling and stuff. And then the minute you, you flash your light on them, you'd be like, they would just stand still and be like, and, you know, usually the main thing they would do is they'd flash their teeth and do this weird sound like, you know, trying to, trying to, uh, uh, intimidate you or something like that. And then they try and like eventually run away or they pretend that they're, they're dead or whatever. But, um, you know, anyway, uh, it, it's a lot like that. Like once you notice it, it's almost doesn't know what to do because it's like, wait a minute, you know what I'm trying to do. You know that I'm trying to trick you into thinking that you're absolutely worthless, even though technically maybe you might be, you might be deficient in some of these areas, but you're not worthless. You just still have worth to the world. Right. Um, once you catch it in the act, it's like, it's almost like it tries to make up excuses for like, I mean, you are kind of useless, right? You're, you're pretty, I mean, you know, in some areas and, you know, and then it just starts to uh, become clearer and clearer. And that's where, where things like uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy can come in. You can start, uh, you can start attacking it with rationality and start saying, okay, well, if I am worthless, uh, sorry, if, um, if you're saying I'm worthless, I want you to prove it. What, what, what makes me worthless, right? what makes me this what makes me that right um and uh and yeah listen it's it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination but if you deal with your your negative thoughts and long enough uh and you actually put in the work to deal with them well you're eventually gonna find you're eventually gonna catch it in the act and uh you'll be 
you know, you'll, you'll be able to kind of figure out what the, uh, you know, you'll kind of figure out when your mind is going there. And like I said, right. Every December, I just, I don't catch it, man. It's, it's almost like it, it always happens. And I just start to really, uh, think about stuff. It, it also might be the fact that I lost my, my grandmother in, um, December of 2020. And so that was really difficult for me to deal with as well. So, you know, who knows? Anyway, let's go over to the the next post. I absolutely, you know, really good post so far. Uh, have you always been like this? I know I have. I can't even imagine what it's like to be happy. People who are happy and live normal lives just seem so alien to me. I just feel lost and aimless. Huh. Um, you know, that's a good question. Like, it, you know, is it the, is it uh, nature or nurture, right? Are you, born with the you know with the propensity or with the um are are you born uh you know feeling this or are you born like socially anxious i i don't think you i don't think you are there are kids who are who are more quiet but what i find is that there's some sense of there's something nurturing going on. There's some type of nurture thing going on, whether it might be one of their parents is just very talkative, so they don't really get a lot of time to talk. Maybe there is a, you know, maybe just not enough uh, socializing, so there might be that. Um, I don't find that they're usually start off that way. I, I, I find it kind of rare unless there is something um, biologically wrong um, with them. So, um and, you know, and like I said, like things like bullying can happen, um, uh, abuse or, you know, like I said, not proper socializing. That that seems to be the, the crushing blow to a lot of people nowadays. Um, they, they just can't seem to uh, what would you say? They just can't seem to, uh, you know, really be able to talk to anybody or look them in the eye. Right. That's that's another thing is people really avoid eye contact now, especially people in my generation and younger. So, uh, and you, yeah, you'd be surprised, man. A lot of people really can't handle eye contact at all. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, in terms of people living happy, normal lives, you, once you start looking at other people's lives, you're only looking at the incomplete picture. You're not looking at the times where maybe they had a moment of complete weakness. Maybe they, they, they ended up dealing with, uh, an existential crisis. You know, you, you don't get to see those points. You only get to see what's outwardly available. And if you're talking about social media, well, you're only seeing the, the moments that, you know, they most likely they knew a camera was on them. So uh, be careful about trying to compare yourself with other people uh, and thinking that you need what they have. OK, anyway, let's go over to the next post here. I'm convinced that being in a relationship makes you happier. I'm the only one of my siblings that's not in a relationship. And the change uh, sorry, and the change I've seen in them is quite noticeable. The way they act and talk seems so unlike them, like they're not themselves. But it's just the fact that they're happier now. That's not to say they were miserable pe people to be around before. Their relationships, uh, like, oh, before their relationships, but they were just themselves, you know? Like, they were my siblings. Sometimes we didn't get along and argued, but now it's like they've reached nirvana. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't expect... <laughs> Hold on. I didn't mean to laugh at that. It just it just threw me off <laughs> how, that, how it was worded. And now it's like they've reached nirvana, and I couldn't make them mad no matter what. They almost seem like strange imitations of themselves, and I'm glad they're happy, but at the same time, it sucks because obviously I felt I feel left out. Maybe it's tr not true for everyone, but from what I've seen, being in a relationship makes you happier. Sure. I mean, I, I think that, that having that fulfillment absolutely can uh, make you happier, especially if it's, if it's a healthy one. Um, and I think that's something that people give up on 
after a while. And actually, this is, I would argue that this is great for you to see your siblings. I don't know how many of your siblings there are, but uh, to see your siblings in such a ha in happy relationships, because this will uh, help you to find out what you want in your relationship, right? I'll give you an example. I, I have a cousin who um, who is with this guy that she met back in, man, I swear to God, they've been together forever. I think they've been together since uh, I was maybe, oh, geez, how long has it been, dude? They've been together a long time. And I, I always like to look at their relationship and kind of figure out what's going on. Like who, you know, how, how are they making this work? Right. And whenever I look at relationships, I try and look at that. Why are you guys so successful? Because they met back, they met at a club when they were both like 21 or something like that. <laughs> maybe they weren't old enough to be in there. Who knows? Um, but yeah, they met a long time ago, you know? And so I, I always like to look at those relationships and, and see kind of like what, you know, what's making this work. Obviously it's, uh, I'm just taking what will work for me in the future because, you know, obviously I am not a clubber. I'm not a, you know, I'm not those people, right? I'm not the, them, but you know, I, I always like to kind of know what makes things work. And so uh, maybe figuring out what makes them so happy. If you are a, um, actually didn't figure it out uh, let's just say you're a guy if you're a guy and your sister uh, or maybe your your brother is in a relationship or something like that uh if your brother is in a relationship and a very happy one maybe ask him you know what uh you know what what is it that you know how'd you guys meet you know you don't have to pry him like what makes you guys so happy right uh but you can you can ask them you know general questions that usually a lot of couples don't really mind answering like how'd you guys meet uh what made you think that she was worth going out with or not worth going out with that's not the right way to put that what made you think that she was the the girl uh you know to, to become your girlfriend why would why why'd you make her your girlfriend like what what uh what stood out about her that kind of stuff right um you can learn a lot from other people's relationships and also and you know hopefully this doesn't happen but you can also learn a lot from their shortcomings as well so think about this as a, a learning uh, opportunity for you. But yeah, also being around people who are, I mean, I don't know if you, <laughs> there was this one show. I don't remember what the heck it was. Uh, I feel like it was like one of those real house housewives show, but it was on in the background and I, I started looking at it and there was this point, there was a, this point where these three couples were just, I don't know what the heck was going on, dude. Like they were on a boat or something like that. And two of the couples just start making out rampantly. And the other, the other couple are just looking at each other like the heck is going on. Right. But they also feel left out of it. Right. Even though, I mean, listen, dude, you have cameras on you. I know you're on a boat, but there are other people here. Do you really have to be doing that? Right. Is this the right, right time to be doing that? But at the same time, when people look at that, they think, oh, I wish I could have that. I wish I could have that PDA, even if they're not really that kind of person, because obviously uh, this person here is um, is doing something that they think is uh, is is valuable. They think that it is uh, needed to be a normal everyday person, that kind of thing. But it's not, right? Um, so yeah, just trying to figure out what you want in a relationship and what you uh, need is, is a very good part of it. But yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, relationships can add a lot of happiness. But don't think that you should just go in there to be like, once I have a relationship, then I'll be happy. Probably for the first little while. But if you if you don't have a foundation of it, of, 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 of your own happiness, then you're because then you're just going to like suck up all of their happiness, you're going to use their happiness for your own. And then you may even become in, uh, not independent, sorry, dependent. I was trying to figure out what the opposite of independent was. You're going to become dependent on them for your happiness. And that's not really good. You want to, 
obviously you guys are going to have some dependency on each other right after a while, but you don't want to have all of your, you know, all of your dependency. I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. No, you don't need to completely overwhelm them with all of your things that you need. Right. Um, let's see. Okay. This is an interesting one. Does anyone else feel like they just aren't interesting enough for other people? Excuse me. I started doing some online dating and while I do get matches, it makes me feel like I'm the most boring pe person in the world. Everything, everyone else has the pictures, uh, has pictures of them doing exciting things and visiting cool places. Personally, I'm not fantastically skilled. My hobbies aren't flashy and my vacations are limited to my surrounding states. Excuse me. When I hang out with my friends, it's just, a sh um, it's just us, uh, uh, talking and maybe going to the park down a park or downtown. I don't know. I don't like complaining like this, but it's just kind of demoralizing when, when it seems like being myself is completely uninteresting to everyone. Anyone else feel this way? Any advice? Actually, this is really funny. I, um, that's actually, <laughs> I was just talking to somebody who I, I just met and she was mentioning like, Oh yeah, we're going to go. Uh, she, you know, she was talking about how much they travel. And I was like, I mean, she has like kids and a husband and everything, but I was like, you do what now? Like, I'm not going to say exactly what they're doing, but like, you know, going out of the country for two weeks and then a couple of months later, they're doing this. I'm like, wow. Um, you know, I mean, I only traveled back and forth from California. Like that's, that's about all I'm doing right now. And even then that's a whole lot. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm not really super into traveling or I, dude, I'm barely like, I I'm pretty, I'm pretty much sedentary after I go to the gym, dude. Like I get online, trying to figure out what I'm going to do for my podcast, try and figure out what I'm going to do for videos play some video games, watch anime, rinse and repeat, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it like, unless I have a reason to go out, it's very rare that I have a reason to go out, by the way. Um, I don't really do a lot of that stuff. So um, I, I, I know what you're saying, but um, all I would say is try and have, and people who don't think that they're interesting, try and find new experiences for you to, um, what would you say, to, uh, to, make, to, to, to make yourself more interesting through storytelling through you know because a good story can really really uh spark up a conversation and i think that's why i i think that's why people who have lived life have you know some of the best stories right one of the best stories out there is is burt kreischer's machine story if you haven't checked that out check it out on youtube just type in burt how do you spell kreischer uh what, whatever burt kreischer you can just put in burt the machine and it'll come up uh, I, I saw that I saw him live and it was like he had everybody eating out of the palm of his hand and it was so interesting to watch. Um, but after that story, I started realizing the importance of being able to a tell a great story, even if you have to kind of bend the truth a little bit right there. Sometimes you have to kind of or you tell it out of order in order for people to get the anticipation. What the heck am I trying to say? Anticipate anticipation, anticipation. That's not a word. Anticipation. Uh, nobody's anticipating anything after that Anticip to get the to build up the anticipation to maybe the climax of the story or maybe towards the end of the story um, and play you know you can play around with stories you don't have to exactly tell uh, everything the, in the right order um, as long as you're telling the truth but you can bend some parts of it or you can extend some parts of it uh, and you know do that kind of stuff nobody knew exactly what you were thinking in that moment so if you say well I was really wasn't expecting this even though you had an inkling of it uh, there's different ways to to change a story in order to make it more interesting. So you can always make yourself more interesting through that, right? And but that does require a living life to a certain degree. So um, I always try and tell people that it's good to have experiences to to fail, right? Um, through failure, I think you have more stories to tell than through uh, 
you know, successes. Uh, of course, you have great stories to tell through successes, but usually people will end up telling you about the conflicts in their successes. A example would be Andrew Yang, right? Andrew Yang, one of one of the most common things he talks about is how his first company went uh, bankrupt, his second company went under somehow, and then his third company was the one that actually he became famous for. So, uh, you know, things like that will will add some intrigue if you just became a success and you know went to the top and you know there were no struggles i mean that's not a great story to tell so anyway guys thank you so much for listening remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below also if you'd like to email me you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com uh, i will have a link to the forever loan subreddit in the description box down below but as always guys don't forget to keep it casual <laughs>